Welcome back to part two in this series with the co-owner of Cedar Rose Vineyards and Winery, Dustin Tarpine. In this episode, he'll discuss way back in 2009, how he got the bug for grapes and how he and his partner, Stephen Becker, created a winery. This whole thing kind of got started in 2009 is really when the whole thing kind of started to form. Um, basically, I, you know, so I went to school to study horticulture. Um, well, actually, I started studying genetics. Uh, when I went there originally, I went to Clemson University. When I entered in 2006, I was studying genetics. And then 2008, I decided to switch over to horticulture. And uh, originally, the plan was to keep a genetics minor and to go into plant breeding. Um, but due to the internship I ended up getting in the, in the grape world, uh, that never really happened. So. Um, basically, at Clemson, you have to do an internship uh, as a requirement for the horticulture uh, to get a Bachelor of Science in Horticulture. So um, I was looking for an internship back in 2009, somewhere around this area, because <clears throat> I knew I'd be coming home for the summer. Um, so I've been looking for an internship in the area. Uh, my grandfather used to work for the Department of Agriculture. Uh, so he had some contacts um, of uh, some researchers and different uh, people who work you know, kind of in the in, in extension, you know, for Rutgers and, uh, you know, so he gave me a whole kind of slew of contacts and I just started making some phone calls and I managed to get a hold of a guy named Dan Ward, Dr. Dan Ward, who is, uh, he's a professor of uh, pomology, which would be the study of fruit. And um, he's also a statistician, really, really smart guy, but he's very involved in the New Jersey wine industry. Um, and so he, uh, I got a hold of him and I told him I wanted to come work for him. And then luckily enough, he had me. So that was, that was kind of the first introduction really into the fact that there even was a wine world of New Jersey. Um, it's just, uh, you know, even growing up here my whole life, I didn't really realize that, you know, that we were, that we were growing grapes here, that we could make wine here and, and all that stuff. So um, I got that internship in 2009, and, and he was a fantastic person to work under, um, really a great mentor. And um, throughout that summer, I just got super interested in just in growing grapes in general. Um, and, uh, you know, most of my time was spent out in the field doing manual labor. And uh, it just it just kind of grabbed a hold of me a little bit. So, uh, you know, the season went by and the year ended, I went back to school and the next summer rolled around and, uh, I, I needed a job again. I wasn't, didn't have to do another internship. So I ended up going and working for, uh, Dan Ward again at the, at, over at the Rutgers experiment station in Seabrook. So, um, Steve needed a job. Steve is my business partner, Stephen Becker. I tried to get him um, on the call today, but unfortunately, this is the this is his busiest time of the year for planting, uh, planting new vines and all that. So uh, he couldn't make it, unfortunately. Um, but so summer 2010, Steve also needed a job. He was, he's my neighbor. We grew up together. We've known each other forever. Um, so I get him a job working with me over at uh, the Rutgers Experiment Station, uh, working on grapes. So. Basically, that whole summer goes by, and we kind of just spend the entire summer, 40 hours a week, you know, out in the in the in the grapevines, uh, just you know, doing manual labor and and doing performing different cultural practices, uh, you know, on the grapes and everything. And basically, by the end of that summer of 2010, uh, we had been kind of talking, getting a little bit more serious about, hey, this this is something that's pretty cool that we would really like to be involved in. Um, 
So, you know, we just kind of have 40 hours a week in the field to just sit there and dream is kind of a, you know, you can, you can talk about a lot and you can dream a lot. It's a lot of time to sit there and do that. So basically by the end of the summer, we're like, you know, this is, this is pretty, this is, this is could really actually happen. You know, we could do this, you know, there's, there's potential here in the industry. So, you know, we both went back to college um, and, uh, 2011. So it was going to be our last, our last year of school. We graduated at the end of 2011. So Steve, Steve's mom has a, uh, the, the house he grew up in is on about, it's like a two and a half acre piece of land. And there's a little piece on the side of it that was a field at one point. It was about an acre. It's, a, it's probably an acre and a half of the property. It was a field, uh, but over the years, it had been kind of not tended to. So it ended up growing up into like a little, basically like a, a young forest, pretty much. Um, so what we were, what we would do is kind of just walk through there, you know, in that summer and uh, just kind of think and dream and, and believe that, you know, maybe, maybe we can rip this woods down. Maybe we can put a vineyard here, you know, and just kind of went back and forth with that. So the year we go back to school, the year goes by, uh, we graduate, I get a, I get a different internship working out in California, which was ironically working with blueberries <laughs> uh, and then not working with grapes. I went to California to work on blueberries. Um, but, uh, about three or four days into my internship, uh, I get a call from Steve and all he says, he says, I bought a chainsaw and I started cutting that woods down. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, what? He's like, yeah, I bought a chainsaw. I said, I'm so, I'm cutting it down. He said, well, you know, let's just do this. You know, I'm going to come to cut this down. So he, he managed to muster a bunch of our friends basically. So I was in California pretty much from like May, I guess, May, June until the end of August. And uh, while I was out there, um, he was able to muster a bunch of our friends together and start ripping this little forest down. Um, so when I got back, I would say he had already probably had three quarters of the thing cleared. Um, they'd literally just been working <laughs> pretty much every day, just out there, just working, cutting trees down, cutting brush during the, during the day. And then, uh, you know, having like a little fire at night, basically to, to get rid of the extra brush. Um, and he'd pretty much been doing that all summer, which was really impressive. So when I got back, I was super pumped, to, you know, just to see what he'd been doing. So I jumped in. Uh, with them and we just we kept on going and then and basically by the end of the year we had the whole thing cleared uh, you know we had some assistance from his dad um, Steve's Steve's father with he had a backhoe we were able to get some of the stuff out with that um, but basically by the end of the year um, by the end of the summer we pretty much had a cleared clean slate that we could actually do something with so um, you know, we were just out of college, but we didn't have really any money at all. Um, you know, we definitely didn't have capital seed money to start a winery. That's for sure. Um, so we really did like bootstrap it in the very beginning. I mean, you know, not only ripping the entire woods down, but that winter, uh, we went out into, uh, into the woods on a piece of property that his dad, uh, Steve's father owns. And we actually logged red cedar trees for the trellis poles. Uh, because we, we didn't have enough money to buy trellis poles. We knew that red cedar is pretty rot resistant, insect resistant because of that like core, some of the, the, the chemical compounds are in the core of that wood, um, help it resist rot. So we went to the woods and we found uh, 300 <laughs> trees to cut down and, uh, well, not total trees, some of them we got a couple poles out of, but um, went and cut down a bunch of trees and basically created a bunch of, uh, bunch of trellis poles, uh, just literally from, from getting them out of the woods. 
so um so we had our trellis poles we had our cleared field um so but we needed some vines <laughs> so um that was the one thing uh luckily enough steve's mom was able to purchase the vines for us so she ended up buying the first vines that would go in in the spring of uh 2012 um so we got lucky enough. Um, we have a, you know, we live in a, there's a lot of farmers around here. And uh, one of the, uh, Sam Pepitone who farmed some of the property down the road from where we were doing this. Uh, he was kind enough to come over and plow the field up for us and do all that. So basically by the spring, we were ready to go. We put our vines in, we got everything planted. We put our poles in and set all those and, uh, and we had a vineyard. <laughs> so we had a, we had an acre and a half vineyard. The first planting was, uh, 50% Cabernet Franc and 50% Blau Francish, which um, which you know, we kind of picked because we knew from working other places that they were uh, that they were suitable um, suitable things to plant. Um, so yeah, so basically now we find ourselves in 2012 and we have this acre and a half vineyard that's obviously not enough for anyone to live off of, um, especially, you know, both two of us, you know, it's not enough, not enough to make enough money for us to survive on. So we uh, we decided to get some investment. Um, you know, we had a couple different plans and a couple ways that we were trying to decide how to do this. Do we get financing? You know, do we... Uh, do we find partners? You know, what, how do we do this? And um, it, it just so happened that uh, Steve ended up getting really lucky, and he actually ran into Sam Pepitone, the same guy who plowed the field um, in Joe's Pizza in Bridgeton, and literally gave him, like, the stereotypical uh, elevator pitch. Uh, so he basically told him, you know, hey, listen, we've got this vineyard we just planted. You know, we, we know what we're doing. There's a lot of potential in this industry. We know you farm and, you know, we think it'd be a great way for you to expand, you know, what you're doing and diversify a little bit. And so he liked what he heard and, and he ended up, we ended up getting a meeting with him. So we, uh, we went and, uh, and had the meeting. He was kind of, he was, you know, pretty impressed with what he heard. He, he liked what he had heard. So he went and actually brought another... Um, another businessman named Don Romano, um, who he had worked with before, and I think it was his accountant actually. Um, but he brought him in, so we had a second meeting, and at the end of the second meeting, uh, they decided to form a partnership. So um, that's kind of that's kind of how we went from where we were uh, to to kind of the next step there. So we we were able to find two uh, two guys who wanted to be uh, passive and well, relatively passive investors, um, and uh, you know, and, and do this thing. So that was the following year, uh, we went from planting the acre and a half in 2012, and in 2013, we planted 20 acres, <laughs> uh, where the vineyard is right now. And so that was, I've got to say, it's, it's probably one of the largest single plantings that maybe have ever happened in the state. I mean, most people don't normally put in, uh, you know, 20 acres at a time. Usually you'd be like maybe three or four or five at a time or something over a couple of years. Um, so it was a huge undertaking, but um, but that basically gets us to, to, to having the venue there. So Don't forget to subscribe and like the show on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen.